the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that I hope is being a blessing to you. It's called transformation and manifestation. God wants transformation and manifestation to happen in all of our lives. Transformations and manifestation that have caused those of us who are His to become more godly people who live more blessed and godly lives. It's a promise that's written all throughout God's Word. That's why it's so important, brothers and sisters, that we learn God's Word so we can learn about and respond properly to what God's Word says about all the transformations and manifestation that God wants to do in the lives of me and you. And so we can experience those transformations and manifestations that He wants to happen in our lives too. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Praise God. How y'all doing today? Yes. So am I. Same Lord, same faith, same results. If you got a Bible, which I invite you to turn to James chapter 1. And come on, let's have some fun as we dive back into this Word that God gave me to give to you so that we can all be blessed by it, knowing exactly what God wants to do for me and you so we can cooperate and then step into that life that's great that God's got planned for me and you. We're going to continue in the teaching that we started just a little while back. It's called Transformation and Manifestation. Transformation and Manifestation. Two things that God desires to happen to each and every one of us. He wants them to be experienced in our lives. That's both transformation and manifestation. A lot of us, we like the idea of manifestation, but in most cases, there's a transformation that has to precede the manifestation. In such a way, as God has to prepare you, change you, alter you, make you the person he needs you to be so that you can receive the manifestation that he has in store for thee. And not just receive it, but retain it. Praise God, too, so that you can be able to have the right mindset to do what he wants to do for you. Have an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you today, and I'm telling you, it's going to bless you in Jesus' name. So that you can cooperate with God and this transformation process that he's doing to me and you. I say, is doing. Praise God. Because he done already started it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. So let's just cooperate with him. Foundational text is found in James chapter 1. Let's read that, do a very brief review. Die forward into the day, stuff which is going to bless you. If you got an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say to you. James chapter 1, begin reading at verse 16, please. It says, do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And come up down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither a shadow of turning. Meaning that he don't change. God gives good gifts. He gives perfect gifts. They come down from him because he loves me and you. And he's got great things he wants to do both for us, through us, amen, as well as to us. 
We've honored that that word good means good, praise God, but it's good in any sense. In fact, it would be more accurately said in good in every sense. Every sense, that's good. Every sense that he calls it good, it's good. Praise God, that's even good in ways that we don't call it good. Because there's some things that God says is good, we don't think it's that good. But it is good, because God said it's good. But once we get a chance to experience it, we'll find out, oh, that's good. Oh, I remember one time not long ago, my wife, praise God, was trying to get my our granddaughter to be able to eat something. Praise God. And she, I don't, I don't like, I don't want any of that. And she said, why? She said, because I don't like it. And then she said, well, have you ever tasted it? She said, well, no, but I don't like it. You know? She said, well, how do you know if you don't like it if you don't taste it? She said, because I don't like it. And she said, why don't you just take a bite? She said, a polite bite? She said, yep, a polite bite. So she said, I'll do that. So she took a little, little bite. And she bit it. Wife said, how'd you like it? She said, it was pretty good. She said, would you like another bite? She said, yeah. I think she just about ate the whole thing, too. Praise God. Amen. Because a lot of times we don't know it's good till we taste it. Some of us making up uh, determinations about things that we have not yet tasted for ourselves. But God said, I want you to taste this. Oh, come taste and see that the Lord, he is good. And that everything he gives, every good and perfect gift is also good. It's come from the Father of light in whom there is no variableness, nor a shadow of turning. We found out, praise God, the change is available to me and you. Because change is one of those good things that he wants to happen to me and you. It's good that we change for the good. Change the way God wants us to change. That's good. And God has changes he wants to do in our lives. But before he does the changes in our lives, he wants to do the changes in me and you. Because many times we're the reason why these things are happening in our lives or not happening in our lives like God wanted to do. But God said, I'm going to change it. A lot of times we portray it on everybody else. But really the problem is with us. But God said, I know that. You might not know that. I mean, you probably don't like it either. But oh, come taste and see of the changes I'll do in thee. Amen. And everything will work out beautiful for thee. We found out that the change starts inside. Praise God. And it manifests itself outside. It starts inside. And then it manifests itself outside. Because he changes our heart, changes our mind. So that we can think differently than we thought before the change happened. And, and then we can be able to think differently after the change happens. Because it starts on the inside with the renewing of our mind. Because the renewing of our mind causes an inward spiritual transformation that manifests itself outwardly by our actions. That's the thing we do. Last time we got together, we learned, praise God, that the word of God provides us everything necessary in order for these things to be able to happen, for the change to happen. But whenever God gives us a word, he shares with us something, it's so that he can then be able to cause us to be more godly than we were before. I said more godly. We were already godly to an extent. But at the same time, we become more godly as a result of the word that's sent. Well, God wants us to be able to be transformed into being more godlike. Praise God, more godlike. That was the way the man was that God gave him a world, an entire world, where everything in it was his. All the provision was his. No worries, no pains, no difficulties, no strain. That man that he gave that world to was godlike. And he wants to restore you back to God-likeness so he can then give you a world that's beautiful and wonderful for you too. But we found out any doctrine that God gives us from his word is always, did I say the word always? I just want to make sure I say the word always. It's always designed to be able to cause us to be more godly. So if any doctrine that anybody teaches you does not make you more godly, it's not from God. 
Because every doctrine that God gives you is always to make you more godly. It's always make you more godly. We found out that's why the knowledge of God gives me uh, to us. Because grace and peace is magnified through the knowledge of God. Epignosis, the exact precise knowledge that God wants to give me and you. So that he can then be able to cause the changes to happen in our life that he want to happen. So that we can then be partakers of his divine nature. We found out that that word partakers means sharers by lot. That God wants us to be sharers by lot of his nature. Because if we're sharers by lot of his nature, then we'll be sharers of a lot. Praise God and God will make sure it comes into our lives too. Why? Because we have the right mindset to be able to receive the things he has in store for me and you. That's why the knowledge that we learn from God in his word will empower us to be transformed like God wants us. Somebody say, thank God for the word. Because when God brings his word into the midst of your life, it's going to start causing changes to happen in your life. Hallelujah. It's going to start eliminating things in your life that should not be there. It's going to start adding things in your life that always should have been there. So that bit by bit, little by little, and then sometimes and even leaps and bounds, will you be a person that God wants you to be, and thereby that much closer to the things that he wants to manifest in the life of thee. Turn over to Titus chapter 2. Praise God. That's enough of a review. Let's get into today's stuff, which I'm telling you is going to be a blessing to you in Jesus' name. Titus chapter 2. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. I love this. Of course, this is coming from the book or the epistle of, that Paul wrote to Titus. Praise God was one of the people that he was developing to be a pastor. Praise God. And so he was teaching him pastoral principles so that he can be able to understand how to be a pastor. Because he has a responsibility as a pastor, praise God, uh, that is an extension of the Lord Jesus Christ himself, who is the great shepherd. We are the under shepherds, and we have to do what he would do if he was doing it himself. And so there are certain things, mindsets that we ought to have, praise God. I see no place in scripture where Jesus, the great shepherd, entertained his people, praise God. And so that means that the pastor's job is never to entertain the people, praise God, but it's to train, not to entertain the people. Because there's something that he wants to do. He not only wants to get them to a destination, he wants to get them to a certain type of person, becoming a certain type of person too. That's what God intended to do. So he's teaching him over here in Titus information that he needs Titus, the pastor, to understand about what God wants to do by his mighty hand. Let's look at it and, 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 and it's going to teach you some things about that. Because it tells us about what we need to do to get saved. And it tells us what we're supposed to do after we get saved. Tells us what we're supposed to do when we get saved. Tells us what we're supposed to do after we get saved. Very important thing for a pastor to understand. Because if he does do the work of an evangelist like he told Timothy to do. And make sure people get saved like they ought to. Then now we need to know, well, what do I do with them now? Good to see you, my powerful sister. Praise God. We need to know, what, what do we do with them now? Praise God. What do we teach them now? What do we say to them now? How, what, what do we do with them now? Praise God, now that they're saved. If we can look at Titus and we can find out. God, through Paul, is teaching Titus what he needs to know and do. Titus chapter 2. Begin reading at verse 11, please. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your word. It says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Very powerful statement. Because it teaches us that the grace of God is what's going to bring us salvation. God's unmerited favor comes into our lives and brings us salvation. Now, if we accept that salvation, then we can be saved. 
I got any saved folk up in that house. Praise Amen. God. Well, the reason why is because for by grace you were saved through faith and that not of yourself. It's the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Powerful truth that it is as a pastor needs to understand. That it's not by the works that they do that they're going to receive the salvation that God has in store for them, but it's by grace. Because God has loved them enough to be able to extend his grace into their life in order to be able to receive them just like they are in life. Whereas he says, whosoever will, let them come. They don't have to clean up nothing. They don't have to straighten up nothing. They don't have to get nothing together. Because God said, I already, through Jesus Christ, have gotten everything together so that you can become back in, 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 in connection with me. So just go get them and bring them back to me. And then let them know that I'm already prepared to set them free, absolutely free. Good news, praise God. But a lot of times people stop right there. And they don't say nothing else, praise God. Or you might have an evangelist and they'll come and teach about the grace of God, praise God. And they teach about how God receives you just like you were. He ain't down on you. He ain't against you, which is all true. He ain't, he ain't hating on you. He wants you to be able to, he wants to freely give this to you, which is absolutely true. But yet you never truncate doctrine, which means cut it off, at the, cut it off right there. You got to teach the entire doctrine. Because the grace of God does more than that. The grace of God is designed to be able to make sure you catch the fish. But then after you catch the fish, what do you do with a fish after it's caught? You got to clean the fish. Because otherwise, if you don't clean the fish, it'll funk up everything all over the place. And that'll sort of happen. You'll have people with old funked up lives, funked up churches, funked up attitudes because they fished that never got clean. They got caught, but they never got cleaned. And unfortunately, people are misteaching this concept right now because they're they, they talking to people who've been caught so that they never get cleaned. But God wants you to be cleaned. That's why the grace of God does not stop there. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It starts there because if it don't start there, we ain't getting nowhere. But it don't stop there. It continues on further. Read verse 11. Praise God. It reads, for the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, comma, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. So after being saved by the word that God gives to me and you, we're supposed to be taught something too of how to live life after we've received our salvation too. Which means that he accepted you just like you were when he caught you. But now that he got you, he don't expect you to stay like you are. In fact, the same grace, somebody say same grace. grace. The same grace that extended a free open hand to you is the same one that's going to stick his hand into your life and start telling you what to straighten out and what to do. Because the same grace is also going to teach you what you need to do now that you're saved too. And that's good news. You don't have to do nothing to receive the salvation, but there's a whole lot you're supposed to do after you receive the salvation. Mm-hmm. You said it right here in verse 12. Teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. Notice, teaching us. So the word of God does not, I mean, the, the, God, the grace of God does not, does not reach for us Once it grabs us, it also teaches us, teaching us. That word teach right there means to train up a child. That is to educate, to train up a child. I like the word choice here because he doesn't just tell them to teach them. 
He tell you exactly how to teach them. He say, teach them like a child. That's important. Because a lot of us like to teach educated people. Praise God. Or we like to teach people who are, you know, advanced in their education. And we prefer to deal with people who understand what we're talking about. And you don't understand what I'm saying. But he said, no, I need you to teach them like a child. Train up a child. Train up a child. Scripture says train up a child in the way that it should go. So there's a way that you should go that God wants you to know once you become a child of God. There's a way that you should go that God wants you to know once you become a child of God. It means to train up a child, that is to educate. We get to educate the people who are now saved so that they can no longer be children but be men, full-grown, standing in the stature of the fullness of Christ. No more children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, nor the slight of man and cunning craftiness whereby they lie and wait to deceive. But we could live the truth in love. Now, it says speak the truth, but we can live it, praise God, because that's the premise we're talking about right here. Now, remember, this is important because when we were born again, we come into this thing as a child. We come into the family of God as a child. Even y'all grown up folk come in as a child. I don't care if you're 55, you come in as a child. 95, you come in as a child. 105, you come in as a child. Because you're a child of God. Children don't know right from wrong. I said children don't know right from wrong. That's why one of the first words they learn is no. One of the next words they learn is stop. Because they doing stuff they ain't got no business doing. Just got here. They, they, they doing things they ought not do. They just got here. And so most of what the parent says to them is no. Stop. Put that down. No. That's why that's one of the first words they learn. Ma, no. And then later on down the line they use it. No, ma. <laughs> But they hear the word no a lot. Why? Because they don't know what to do. They have to be taught what's right and what's wrong. Children have to be taught what's right and wrong. They have to be trained. Why trained? Because you've got to teach them again and again and again and again and again. That's why a pastor, a good pastor, will tell you something again and again and again and again so that you can be taught. Otherwise, you won't know. You have to be educated. Children also don't know what they should do and what they shouldn't do. They climb up on stuff. Get down from there. They go to reach over to touch stuff. You're like, don't, don't. Baby, come back. Don't put your hands on that. Leave that alone. Come here. Stand, just stand next to me. Just stay close to me. Here, hold my hand. Try to pick them up there. Eh, 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 eh. And then as soon as you put them down, you know, they go someplace else to go do something else. That's because they don't know what they should do and what they shouldn't do. Ask me why. They haven't been taught what they should do and what they shouldn't do. They haven't been taught that. They haven't been trained yet. They haven't been educated. Children don't even know who they are. That's why you say their name to them over and over and over again so they can even begin to learn who they are. Because they don't know who they are. 
But the first time you called their name, they just looked at you. They didn't even know who you're talking to. They didn't know what you're talking about. They didn't know what. They didn't know what. Because they don't know who the heck they are. And if don't nobody ever teach them who they are, they'll never know who they are. You know, I'm going somewhere with all this, right? They have to be trained. They have to be taught who they are. They have to be educated to actually be the person who it is that they're meant to be. Because otherwise, they'll never know what, who and what they should be. That way, when they run into contact with somebody else later on down in life, they start looking at them people and they start wanting their life. And they'll start trying to act like them and do like them, talk like them, walk like them. And it's partially because they don't know who they are. They don't know who they are. And so because of that, it's like a blank slate that can be filled later on down the line. Now, before being born again, ha, we were just born. We were born. Before being born again, this is a deep concept. Before being born again, we were taught. Well, pastor... Why is that important? Because since we were born, he told us what to do because we're born again. It's the same thing that happened when we were born. Back when we was born in sin, shaped in iniquity, born into a world system established by the devil that was designed to teach us, train us, educate us. So that we become the people that God, so that we would never become the people that God intended for us to be. But we would become the person that Satan wants us to be. Much less live our lives godly. That's why most of us weren't living nowhere near godly. We was living like we was taught. We was living like we was trained. We was living like we was explained. And we was trying to live that out to the nth degree. And then actually thinking that we doing good. Because we thought that was good. But we didn't know what was good because we didn't know God because only God is good. That's why after being born again, the teaching and the training and the educating has to begin again. We don't just have to be born again. We have to be trained again. We don't just have to be born again. We have to be retaught again. Now that makes sense. We were born again. So we had to be taught and and, and trained again. But this time, teaching us and training us and educating us to deny all things that are ungodly, the things that we learn from this world. So we don't just get taught, we have to be untaught. I said, we don't just get have to be taught, we have to be untaught. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope that you see more clearly the transformations and manifestations that God wants to happen in the lives of me and you. Transformations and manifestations that will cause us to live more richer, fuller, and more godly lives. Shoot, that sounds good to me. I hope it does to you too. I hope even more that you're becoming inspired to cooperate with what God wants to do so that he can cause the transformations and manifestations that he desires for me and you to come to pass in the lives of me and you. Saints of God, our God is a God of transformation and manifestation. Let's let him be who he is in our lives. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. 
So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee that it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to a very beneficial fellowship that's held at Word of Faith just for you. Especially if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage. We invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship on this Friday. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half your pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's known on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. You go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this too. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in the marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did that is with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing all of you this Friday at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. You'll be blessed. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 